With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, good evening and welcome. We are, of course, 13 Pro Am. This is our community rugby league show. In my opinion, the best show that you'll find out there regarding rugby league. But uh, I'm biased. What more can I say? My name's Dave Parkinson. Delighted to be hosting once again. And uh, I've got to say that I'm alongside Steve Each, but unlike we have been in previous weeks where we've actually, you know, ventured outside and virtually been opposite one another, albeit at the end of a long table, um, the weather's defeated us today, hasn't it? So we're doing this from our our own homes. Yeah, has it defeated us? Not half. I mean, some of the rumbles of thunder that have been going on today, I mean, it's, it's shut the house and everything. So I think we made the correct decision. Otherwise, I, I think we'd have been uh, building an ark in my, my back garden <laughs> trying to get home. <laughs> But yeah. I tell you what, we've got a really timely guest as well because talking about Storm, uh, you see where this is going. Oh, is yeah, see, this, is, this is why nobody pays me any money at all for coming up with links <laughs> like this. But uh, uh, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Neil Edwards of the Tarka Storm of the Southwest League. How are you doing, Neil? I'm good, guys. How are you both? Really good, out. really good. Uh, I know it's a, a few months since we last spoke, wasn't it? Because uh, we, we were just speaking ahead of the season. And obviously you're getting towards the back end of your campaign now. Yeah, um, that's the downside of being where we are in the southwest. It's a very short season, only um, six, seven weeks. So, uh, yeah, this Saturday, the 31st of July, is our last game of the season. Um, and hopefully all going well. We continue with our 100% record. And then to top it off as well, it's the um, it's the Devon County Challenge Cup. So those teams that are, in, that are from Devon um, play for this cup, and it's the first time we've been in. We've got a chance to you know get to the final of it. So Saturday's double header really. We can win the league, win the Devon Cup, and have a hundred percent record. It'd be fantastic. Just a massive achievement considering what's happened, you know, with COVID and the way you know the way things are. So yeah, be really really looking forward to it. So this could be really historic, and the club winning a double then from this game at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. It's there's the can't you know obviously can't count our eggs and chickens and and all that already, but um, we are confident. Obviously, you've got to be confident. You know, hundred percent record so far. Going into the final game, we're at home as well, and the lads are just buzzing for it, and we're all buzzing for it. You know, hopefully two o'clock kickoff as well, and then we can just have a good celebration, and then and. At the evening as well, we've got our end of season awards. So it's just going to be 
what can we say? Because it's going to be a messy evening. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> you know, why not? You know, it's been a good season. Yeah. It's been good weather for us. We haven't been hit by COVID. And what, what a better way to so just let all our hair down that we've got left and to have a few beers. I, I'm thinking that um, if we could, you know, add a song in here, it'd probably be a perfect day, wouldn't it, by Lou Reed? That's what it could turn yeah. into. Yeah, it's, it's you know, like last weekend, um, last Saturday we played against Soltash and uh, the weather was supposed to be really thunderstorm. Um, it rained a bit in the morning and then come kickoff, it's like, yeah. <laughs> the sun comes out and it was absolutely glorious and that's the joys of living in, in, in Devon you know you can look at the rain it will disappear then sun comes out and we'll just really chuffed to bits I suppose it'll be, it'll be the same again this Saturday as well yeah I suppose at the moment you've got the most of England over in Devon haven't you oh, gee, I've, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Devon has now become Yorkshire Birmingham you name it it's, everybody's down here but that's just the joys of where we live yeah. you know originally I'm originally from Hull um, I was in the, in the army and I made that, that jump to stay here so yeah, six, seven weeks of the year, it's overpopulated with other people. I don't really care because mm. once everybody goes, it's back to the way it was before. Yeah. Glorious sunshine and speeches. Um, you, you mentioned the Saltash. Have they been your nearest challengers so far this year? Um, yeah, they they, they 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 pushed us last week. Being um, the final score was forty four sixteen. Some people say it wasn't a wasn't a challenge, but it, it was. They had a lot of young lads who were speedy compared to our big old boys. Um, and it was a, it was a really good game, very technical for us as well because it was, we've got a, a game analysis system. So we looked at the game afterwards and we realised you know where we were going wrong. But actually, there was loads of positives where the lads were just they just came together and you could see it. It was almost like poetry in motion. The lads did really well, and yeah, we're just chuffed a bit how everybody's just progressed. Considering we are a heavy union county, the lads have took took league on really really well. Really intrigued by what you mentioned there, actually, about analysing the game. So, how are you analysing it? What are you using? What sort of, give give us an idea of the sort of yeah, software. So I'm going to do a massive name drop to a company called Vio. You might have seen them on social media. It's basically a green triangle camera. Yeah. Um, it's got two 4K cameras in it. One looks left, one looks right. And then you plug it into the cloud. The little gurus upstairs in the cloud do the um, magic. And then you've got perfect video analysis for the whole game. And you can break it down to um, the knock-ons, forward passes. You know, then you can count the tackles. You can then slow it down to look at how the line speed is, and play the ball, and so on, so on. So, I think even at the amateur game, we can all stand on the sideline and go, "You did well. You did rubbish there." But actually, having a camera, yeah. that third set of eyes, you can look down on the game because it is, you know, it's good. Ten foot in the air. I was going to say, you know, because part part of this, I mean, I, I've I've sort of seen it. I know there's a couple of. It's interesting you mention it because there's a couple of national conference league clubs that have gone down that route this season. Yeah. So that's why I, I'm really interested in, in in sort of hearing more about it, to be honest. Um, and I went over to Wigan St Jude's about two months ago now, and got cleared off the top of the dugout because they were putting up the the, the mast, and it, it does get right above all the heads, yeah. doesn't it? It is. It is. It is I think, we were all a bit dubious at first, thinking, oh, we're an amateur scene. But I, I, I made that, that conscious effort saying, listen, guys, if we want to progress, and it's all about progression, you know, growing the sport as well. So, you know, when we go to away games, we still take it with us on away games. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, look at you, you analyst. Actually, end of the game, you actually want a copy of our videos so you can actually <laughs> analyse your own guys. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It, so, actually, it works in favour for us because we, we can analyse everything, you know, and the guys all log in as well on the Sunday, Monday morning, and they can look at themselves. And one, yes, it's a, they can look at their own game, 
And then they come to us saying, yeah, I did wrong there. And we go back to you saying, yeah, you did wrong. Now let's apply that to training. And then, okay. and then they'll see that and take that forward from training to the match day on Saturday. So it's a great piece of kit. I mean, we've, it's even little things like um, isotonic gels. Whereas before, you know, beginning the game, you rock up the change room, get kit on, off you go. Yeah. We've got a young lad who's um, he's studying in sports science. He said, I think, guys, you need to have isotonic gels pre-game and half-time. Yet again, we're all like, no, do one. We're amateur. We don't need that. <laughs> and then by the second game, the lads were saying that at the end of the game, saying, yeah, you can actually feel that extra 5%, 10% just because you're taking some gels. So it's, it, I think it's the way the game has to go. I personally love, um, you know, hearing about stuff like that. I mean, as as a rugby league, and a, you know, I, I hold my hands up, and I'm sure everybody listening will already realise, Parkett is a rugby league geek, and you know, so I, I love hearing things and, and and clubs that are doing something different because ultimately it's those guys that are doing something different which then becomes the norm. But you, in a way, you're trend setting at the moment, aren't you? I think so. Well, I mean. See, simple things like having name tags in the changing rooms. So the lads walk in, they can see their spot. Little things like that. Make them feel, make them feel professional. Because yeah. we, we never, yes, you know, we love to walk into a Super League changing room or, you know, a national conference. But if we can make it just a bit more special for the guys when they rock up, make them feel welcome, go, oh, this is awesome. They all take a picture. They all share it on social media. So, therefore, they're actually helping us PR-wise. So, that, you know, more PR is great because we can get more, we have to get more players, we can have a second team, you know, you know, it just helps expand the game. Definitely. And there's only so much water you can drink before you start making yourself sick. So having the energy tonics helps so much. And then it just keeps going and going. And we we you've got yeah. We can't stay in the stone ages of how it was when we were young. I think mm. we all have to and it is science and it is all this stuff. We have to evolve with it and why not evolve it in the amateur game? Definitely. I think that's where that's where standards are starting to, to rise, isn't it? And you, you want in raised standards, you want in players to come in and think, hey, this is something a bit different. Because the other side of the coin is when they see that you're doing that, you've got more chance of retaining that player as well because you're you're investing in them, aren't you? Making them the best that they can be. Yeah, so I, I said like I said um, a couple of months ago, we're very fortunate that we recruit from many union clubs in the area. So we recruit from roughly about five, six union clubs. Now they go out to the union clubs next week, and they could probably, and they will say league was awesome or league was rubbish. What if they want to say? But pound to a penny, they'll say, "We never had this." You don't, you don't. What do you mean you haven't got isotonic gels? What do you mean we don't have this analysis yeah. system anymore? If an amateur club just down the road who does rugby league for seven weeks has got this, then how can a fully funded rugby union side not have it? Mm. So it's already showing that you know we're not in, we're not changing the, the, the wheel or the circle we're just trying to enhance it and go yeah why not well it's it's bringing into all those things that uh, like you said sports science for instance i mean if, if you can use that to its to its its best degree that that's fantastic uh obviously uh the other thing is social media using like mm-hmm. you just said you know these are all things that really uh, if if people think these are on the periphery and don't matter They've got another thing coming. They need to really they need to integrate these because yeah. that's the way you can move forward. It makes you look a lot more professional. Looks like you 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 mean you know you mean business. You know, yeah. It's so easy to get. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's not so easy to just get a group of lads. But it, you know, it, to say all oh, all the lads in the pub, do you fancy a game of rugby? Oh yeah, and, and they're getting beat or they, they, you know they come back, they have a few beers. You may not see any of them the week after. You may see somebody different. 
But when you've got these things in place, it means you're taking it serious. Yeah. We're here for the long haul. And, and, and you know, sort of come and join us because, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to be here to stay sort of thing. Yeah, and, you know, this is technically our third third season, obviously, because of 2020, last year, because of COVID, was really high. Yeah. Um, to have the numbers we had and the numbers continue on at training. So, I mean... We've been really lucky. We've been in the 25 zones for the last turn up for training. I know some clubs say that's not a lot, but for where we are in North Devon, yeah. that's fantastic. Whereas before, the previous seasons, we could have had eights or nine or ten. But to have that constant flow of 20 plus all the time, and the odd new player to turn up as well and go, and I, I, you know, and they like it and they stay. It's mm. just proven the fact that it's just a great sport in here. I mean, like you said about social media. Also, when we've analysed the games now, we upload them to you up to YouTube, mm. so the guys can then say they can share it with all their friends and family. We've got one lad, a guy called Matt O'Neill. He's originally from North Ferriby and Hull. He moved down here with, with his fiance. She's a local girl. He's not. He found rugby league. His dad still lives in, lives in Hull, so he said, "Hey, dad, just to watch because you can't see my game personally." Here's the link yeah. to YouTube, and his dad loved it. Yeah, it was just fantastic. I mean, he, we have to. Incorporate all this modern technology. Yeah, totally agree. That's that brilliant. That was another thing I was going to ask because we we had Liverpool Lions on. Uh, uh, it was about uh, I think about six weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. We, and we were talking, and, and and the guys who were talking to there, he, he was saying actually, he said because I was keen because uh, there are two Liverpool sides there now. Uh, I was mm-hmm. keen. Obviously, it's, it's an area that's steeped in football. And I was saying, how difficult is it to, you know, sort of recruit local people, obviously from the Liverpool area? And he was saying, well, it, it's getting there. But when we first started, the lads were sort of exiles, for want of a better word, yeah. you know, from the likes of Yorkshire, from, from you know, further in, in Lancashire and, Mer- you know, other parts of Merseyside. So what what is it uh, like down your area? Is it is it mainly locals or is it like yourself? You've got a, a few lads from uh, from afar. So we're, we're quite lucky. Um, I like to think the Yorkshire kind of Lancashire people are, are ex- exiling down here. So we've now got, um, I, I class myself as a Yorkshireman to a degree. I was, I was born in Hull, um, but I'm a more of a, I'm more of a nomad being ex army. I've been everywhere. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's six of us who are Yorkshire Lancashire and which seems to be growing. So we've got one lad called Tom Cree. He's actually Royal Navy. He's based locally. He's on t- Leeds and it's great. We've got another lad called, um, Elliot Richardson, he's actually ex-Wakefield Academy and Yorkshire men's and he used to play for um, Shawcross Sharks. Mm. He's a Royal Marine based locally. So it's like, oh, there's more of us just progressing. Yeah. And the lads, they're saying, actually, it's quite funny hearing the Yorkshire accent in Devon and yeah. they're like, hey, it's like, it's like <laughs> South Morton will be training to into Yorkshire. Like, You're right, it is. We're taking over, fellas. Because, <laughs> you know, why not live down this way? Because it's gorgeous anyway. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I, it is, you know, I, I know it's like to move away from somewhere and you, you, you like the sport. Yeah. And you want to play the sport, but there's none of it to do. So you have to set, you have to accept the second best, which is that union. Yeah. But actually, there is league down here now and it's, it is growing slowly but surely. Yeah. And it's great to have the Yorkshire lads down because they go, right, fellas, we're going to do it this way. And, the, and then obviously, you know, the, the local lads go, ah, I see. But however, they're taking on some of the tactics, you know, say the double runners, the blocker moves. Yeah. They're taking it on into union. Yeah. And you can see it. You're like, oh, it's how it's all coming together. And that's what we really want is that expansion. And then also recruit more lads and yeah. 
so on and so forth. So, yeah, I, I could talk about it all day. And it, it's great down there to have more and more people come and visit, you know, and then set the sticks. I mean, we, we, we've said in our previous chats, haven't we, Neil, that you, you're never going to compete with Union. You've, always, you've got to live in the same world as it really, haven't you? You know, and sort of draw the players in at that particular point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got Exeter Chiefs literally just an hour away, which is the, you know, the Premiership winners. Also, not this, the, not this year. Gone the year before. Um, we've got a lot of Union clubs, amateur wise, down here. We've got also Cornish Pirates a bit further down. So you could look at Devon and Cornwall itself. There's there's a plethora of Union, and they're not interested in Union. They're interested in cricket. Mm. So you're up against these very big sports. Who are actually quite positive in the, in the limelight at the moment? With, you know, see with league and the World Cup, it's still yeah. a bit itchy. This, if we can still promote the sport in a positive way, and not change people's personas, but just in, interest them, come across for six, seven weeks. Like I said to you before, Dave, almost like abuse us for pre-season training for the union pre-season training. Mm. And the, the lads have already said, you know, when they've gone, they've already started union training, that they're already fitter, their skills are better. So that's a I would take that as a bonus. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be, you know, up here above Union, but we, you got, I think you have to work in harmony. Yeah. And that's where you talk to the Union clubs as well. So, you know, we go and watch the, the games in our, in, our, in our club gear and just stand there and go, actually, he's quite interesting. And just have a quick chat because you never know, because Devon's so small, he might, be, he might know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody else who actually plays for you. So it's just, yeah, it's just getting a word of mouth and just enjoying it. We can't, you can't rub it down everybody's throat down here because they, mm. they always get knacked off and just go, yeah. I'm not interested. So if you just do it gently yeah. and just be progressive with it, 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 will, it will slightly grow, but never as big as you need. Uh, and, and that's what some people, uh, you know, certainly from where me and Steve are from, we can't get that, can we? <laughs> we sort of think everybody should be clamouring to play this sport. Yeah, exactly. It's the greatest sport in it the is. world. I mean, it is, but, you know there's other sports that have been prevalent in different parts of the country, isn't there? And like you said, you've got to find, well, <laughs> let's use that word. You've got to find a union, haven't you? Where it's going to where you know, you're not stepping on everybody's toe, everybody's toes because you can, as much as you can build profile, you can quickly lose it as well. Can't you? Yeah. I mean, we, so we took the big leap this year of moving to South Moulton. So for where I live, that's another 20 odd minute drive where we used to play at Barnstable. It's only just a few minutes drive. Mm. And yes, Barnstable around this area does have this big name about it because it is, um, National Conference, uh, National Conference Two in Union. Yeah. We went to South Malton because it was just a more of a friendlier setup. The chairman loves it. Um, even their, their, all their staff just love us. There's, you know, we tidy up the change rooms after ourselves. We don't mop it, but we empty the bin so we make it all nice and tidy, and they love it. And then they're pushing our game on their social media, saying, "Come on, guys, come watch this rugby league thing." Mm-hmm. And it's great. Yes, we're not getting massive crowds, but we are getting enough, you know, a good cheer. If we get a trial, it's a big hit. People are going, oh, I never knew league. It was like this. I was like, oh, yeah, this is just a start. When's the second half? So, and it's, yeah, it's just all about, again, it's that work in harmony because if we mess things up with, our, with this new, our new ground, where do we go next? Mm-hmm. Potentially nowhere. We could yeah. have to fold. But the way things are going, South Moulton Rugby Club, union wise, it's just great. We've got this lovely, I said before, we've got this lovely balcony. And last week when the sun was out, was, you can see people holding the pints, just enjoying the game. Yeah, yeah. 
a balcony. And like I said, how many, how many clubs have got balconies? That's true. Must be great. Must be great as well to finally get the clubhouse open as well. Because yeah, like like everybody else, you'll have had those issues as well, where everybody's have had to have uh, turned up uh, already and ready to go, uh, and then there's no sort of mixing after the match or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was it. It's very bizarre. I, I can't describe it. It's almost. It's almost like you're watching an apocalyptic movie as such. People rocking up and going, right, there's your kit. In you go. That's one person in there. In, there's your kit. Check your temperature. Do this, do that. That's two people in the changing room. Okay, well, we're going to get a few more. So it's it's, it's almost time-consuming as well because yeah. you've got to get there even earlier. Whereas now, we're just being sensible. Yes, we still do our checks, but we're... You know, I said to the lads, you know, we've got... We've got lucky, but we've got four changing rooms. So the home side... As us, we'll get two change rooms. The Wayside will get two change rooms. Mm-hmm. So we're still offering that space if they want it. Still got the temperature checks. We're still doing the hand sanitising. However, just a bit, it's just a bit more relaxed. And we're being quite lucky that the COVID cases down here haven't been too high. Mm. So we're just still being careful. And you, I think you have to be nowadays. And a lot of lads around here as well are getting, you know, their second jab. So just bring it on. In that the lads are just, you know. Still being careful. I keep saying be careful because you have to be careful still because all it takes is that one person to bring to train and it's just wildfire yeah. spread and that's it. Uh, yet again, a rugby league club has COVID or something and it's games postponed. It's, it turns yeah. kind of makes it you know what could have been positive into a negative. Well, it's been a common uh, it's been a common subject over recent weeks, hasn't it, Steve? Yeah. With us, when we've oh, looked and we've looked at fixture lists and what what we go through on a Wednesday compared with what actually happens on a Saturday, the, the, the two very different beasts, aren't they? Well, what we've been doing now, normally, we, we look at uh, uh, what what are going to be the great games that we're going to look forward to, and we sort of now guess how many games are going to be called off <laughs> instead of... Because that's, that's the, the, the way it is. Uh, uh, my personal point of view it, it is, you know, some sensibility needs to come into it now from, from the higher-ups, from the governing body, to, to mm-hmm. and obviously from, uh, you know, Things are opening up a little bit from a government point of view. It probably could be better uh, in the way they sort of say who has to isolate and all those sorts of things. I think they need, that needs to be looked at. And that will then hopefully trickle down to, uh, obviously, the professional game and then down to, the obviously, to the, the community game, which, from my point of view, it, it is more important because the lads, you know, have all got, all got jobs to go to. They've got to be careful that... You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's the livelihoods at the end of the day, and it's strange actually because before this, we always said but the lads who play the community game, you know, you they, they they pay to do it, and then they've got a chance of getting injured, and then we're talking about you know obviously being off work, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then suddenly COVID comes in, and it just suddenly now applies to everybody where more people are at risk to a certain degree of, of suffering that uh, you know being off work. And not specifically because of the game, so, and it's it's uh, that is a difficult one. I mean, it was uh, we was watching a game at the weekend uh, of, of, of local team that I watch, and uh, watching them pre-COVID to now, it's like watching two different teams to a certain degree, uh, and a lot of that is to do with the, you know sort of uh, not being able to get together, a lot of the mental side of things that you know not being able to get out of the house to actually go and train because. I mean, just being with your mates and, you know, going and training as much as you don't like going training, take that away. It, it's that. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So to get finding your own space. And I'm sure there's a lot of clubs, uh, community clubs up and down have suffered exactly the same way. Uh, and it's the fact that you've played so many games, even though it doesn't sound a lot in the you know big scheme of things, I mean, that, that must be great for the lads. It is. It, it is. It's, it's great. I mean, two clubs obviously said they wouldn't play this year because of COVID. And I, I, get, I get it. It's, that's their choice. Mm. However, I just... I made it the point that if we don't play, I think we would have folded completely. Yeah, and we kind of use it as a positive because a lot of you, I see a lot of lads on here, union-wise that we mentioned before, they haven't played for over a year or so. So actually, they're itching just to throw a ball around. So that's what we kind of did. But long as we were careful and still are careful, the lads want to come. Yeah, and yes, you know, thank you know, touch wood. That we're not, you know we're not had any cases in the club. We're not had anybody being pings because actually, like I said before, they're 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 concerned. Is also they've got a job as well, mm-hmm. and they need to work. And one of the guys said, "I haven't got time to get COVID because yeah. the job I do." So it just proves a point that you know if one person's careful, we're all going to be careful. Yeah. And that's what just it's brought it down to. You know, six games. Sorry, it'll be a sixth game this weekend. Happy days, and you know not to be not to have any issues with COVID. Not to have any major injuries, you know. I'm, I am, I'm over the moon of it, and I, it's, it's going to be sad when you know the final whistle goes, and we've all had a few beers, and it's like the orders kind of leave, like your little kids left school, like don't go, don't leave me. <laughs> ah, but you know they'll be back because yeah. they've enjoyed it. And that's yeah. the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Really, I mean, we had a sponsor down um, last week, uh, Mr. Davies from Blue Gem, and. Um, he was he chuffed he was chuffed the bits and he rang me Monday morning and said I loved the league I bought my wife and kids and said it was brilliant and he's more than happy to continue investing in the club for next season so mm. I told the lads and they were like fantastic so it's just already yeah. it just proves a point that you know we're already got in, investment for next season mm. as well so hopefully you know knowing that we're still secure those lads will still keep coming and you know that's helps us with the growth as well or hopefully getting girls involved and juniors. Mm. And just just help spread the word, doesn't it, of league? Definitely. Um, one thing that I want to come back to you on, I mean, we've already talked that Saltasha are in the league that you're in. Who else made the starting line? So we had um, uh, Timbers Trojans. They're a fantastic side. Um, his name's Dan Mount Stevens. He's he's the chairman. Um, he's an exile as well. He's literally um, he's from um, up near St. Helens Way. Um, Great lad, and their, their team is fantastic. I mean, 
I don't ha- I don't know how they can do it, and I'm not, I don't mean to disrespect you to them. You know, we've played them and we've nicely put seventy points past them quite a few times, but for them to keep going mm. for the eighty minutes and then play again and say another couple of weeks time, and then it, unfortunately see exceed sorry take on another seventy points, mm. and they keep going and going and going. Their tenacity is, is I'm, it's unreal because if you see Glasgow, well, I've lost three times in a row now. What's the point of playing? They're like, who cares? We want to keep going. We want to keep learning. And I was just sat there once with the chairman, Dan, and went, your lads are relentless. How do you keep doing it? And he went, just the love of it, just enjoying the company of each other and having a beer afterwards. So, so yeah, there's, there's only been really three teams in this season. We've all played each other quite a number of times. We did have the Devon and Cornwall um, origin game as well. So that, that was quite nice where um, teams from the Southwest League only put the lads towards... Um, representing the side and um, that was a great day as well hard effort but it was, it was a great day we didn't get the win as Devon but for a lot of the lads it was a, it was a massive learning experience mm. of, of playing you know county side and, and especially in Cornwall where you've got heckling heckling supporters and not giving you grief because you're Devon you know jam first cream first whatever <laughs> <laughs> honestly you can hear the, hear the abuse that's coming down you know you're in Cornwall my friend it's bloody jam first <laughs> like, whatever but um, yeah. You know what this reminds me of? You mentioned that. He's like, uh, what happens in Cumbria? Because people from Whitehaven yes. and Workington, yes. they both call themselves jam eaters. Yeah. You know, and it's seen as a bit... <laughs> and I never quite get it, but they, they seem to have great delight in sort of taking the mick and calling each other jam eaters. Yeah. <laughs> There's, um, you can see it around here, actually, quite a few cars will say. If, if they're from, obviously from Devon, it'd be um, cream first, and obviously Cornish, it's jam first. So you yeah. see little car stickers... And then, yeah, it's just, it's just that nice bantery of going between Cornwall and Devon. I mean, you've got Butte just down the road who are in Cornwall, but yet they've got a Devon postcode, so they're just confusing uh-huh, right. together. You know, that, this sounds as well like Saddleworth, because you go to Saddleworth and they think they're still Yorkshire folk, but, you yeah. know, the, the boundary was changed back in 1974 and some people have never forgot it. In fact, to be fair, it's a bit like that in Liam Wigan. Yeah. You know, you get you get late lathers saying we're not Wiganers, we're not Wiganers at all, and then you get you know you like if you stay, you keep sort of uh, pointing at us and saying you're just a bus stopping Wigan. That's what they are. That's what they are. Don't don't ask where their MP comes from. That's a very sore point. <laughs> Funny enough, my um my nan, obviously she was when I obviously um, living in Beverly. You see at the news, yeah. oh Humberside she goes no. No. No, no, that was gone ages ago. It's East Yorkshire. It's, it's riding now, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's people like that. It never was on the side. Never was. Never was. Never yeah. was. It was just in name only. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm I'm intrigued with what you mentioned there, with with regards to the uh, you know the county and, and sort of the counties coming up against each other. Because I mean that that's quite a new thing, isn't it? A new development. Yeah. So it happened. Um, it didn't. So when I when we set up Tarkas Bottom in 2018, there was no county side. Game, it would be. I think the last one was like, like 2014, 2015, and they used to do a free series. Mm. And then, um, 2019, we're all sat there with the RFL reps, um, in Exeter, having a go chat with the rest of the committee members from the clubs. And then somebody went, What, Devon and Cornwall? And I just went, Yeah, we'll do it. Come on, why not? You know, it'd be a nice, it's a nice diversion, something to aim for. You know, say you represent your county, and it's it worked really well last year, sorry, 2019. And we did it again this year. Yes, it was harder because of the, amount, the, the less amount of teams, mm. but it was still good. And, and I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's quite a 
a big honour. You know, say mm-hmm. you played for your county, especially in rugby league. And what what, what would I would like to have is potentially have is like almost have, have county origin games. So play say North Wales origin or play some you know yeah. not Yorkshire origin because we just get absolutely hammered. Mm-hmm. You know, but the little the little county origins would be fantastic, almost yeah. like a little a little miniature county origin series. That'd be that'd be really great. Well, the thing. Uh, I- I've been in touch with the guys from North Wales Origins, so I could maybe put them, uh, put them, uh, put them in touch with you as well, Neil. That'd be nice, you know. Something to aim for, for for next year. Why not have a something a bit different? It's just I think it shows you more exposure of the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think one of the things you could, I, I don't know whether you could have it later on in the year, uh, but around this time or maybe maybe a little bit further into August. But certainly when you've got all your people down there who are visiting and holidaying. I mean, if you're going to get a lot of people coming from this neck of the woods as, as well, and you get it advertised well enough, you could get a tiny crowd in for that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. we're quite we're quite good. We work with the um, the local radio station called mm-hmm. The Voice. Um, we send them the information. He then puts it on the radio so often, and then obviously they share it on social media. Mm-hmm. And it would be great, you know. I, I, I think it's just people come down here for holidays, but mm. imagine they, they get that, that little fix, you know, yeah. instead of watching it on the phone yeah. or, watching it on the, or wherever it is in a, in a pub watching the game, they can actually watch it live and at the amateur level. I mean, we, we went to uh, the Challenge Cup final a couple of years ago. We all wear our Tarka shorts and these couple of people went, are you from Australia? Because you said Storm. I said, yeah. no, 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 we're from, we're from Devon. And they were, um, they're from Wigan. And they were like, you got rugby league in Devon? I said, oh yeah. And they absolutely loved it. And, I don't understand why people are kind of almost a bit afraid of it growing out the areas. I, th- I think we discussed this uh, every week. This gets mentioned, <laughs> said, certainly with, with, with Parky when he did his, his on tour series. Yeah. The amount of people he spoke to who th- that weren't in that M62 corridor was absolutely unbelievable. And for people to keep, and certainly from a professional point of view, people keep saying, "That's the M62 corridor." It's the M62 corridor. It's not. This game no. is played. All over the place, and we and Parky alone has proved this. Yep. Uh, and the amount of different people he's sport to, and and when you know, so we, that's one of the things we're trying to do to to give it as much exposure to rugby league full stop, community rugby yep. league full stop. Uh, last week we were talking to uh, the fire ants who uh, are, are doing a, a beach tournament, aren't they? Harrogate, yeah, Harrogate yeah, but uh, it was uh, the guy behind that. Yeah, they're they're having a, a cross league festival in September mm. up at Bridlington. Uh, up at they were saying as well, you know, they, they've they've managed to get the hire of the entire beach, haven't they? And you know, they're getting all kinds of things, and they're hoping to really grow it. They've already had, um, you know, interest from. Um, I'm just trying to think. Worcestershire was one of them, wasn't it? Was it the Worcester Jaguars? Agreed, they were. Yeah. They were looking at sending a team up for that, uh, and also the. Uh, the prison service, the HMP Crusaders, yeah. were also on about putting a team in. So, um, and they were looking at that and thinking, well, it's already virtually paid for itself this year with the facts of what's been interested so far. But they were looking at really building that over future years. Do you think that's something that you may be interested in in future years as well, possibly? I, I would, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not try something different? Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, all going well. I'll be going up to. Um, to Kingsholm, Gloucester, to watch the Rugby League Legends against the Rugby Union Legends, mm-hmm. which is done by Rugby for Forces. So Keith Senior's playing for it. The Wakasaurus oh, yeah. is playing. So it'd just be great just to go up there and actually ch- to cheer on a-, a league team in a very, very strong union area. Mm. 
and it's just yeah i don't i don't see why people don't do these little competitions every so often especially you know now things are getting slightly better why not i mean we've got a great beach here you know imagine yeah. this you see it on tv like that advert i don't know if you've seen it the inflatable inflatable beach uh, sorry sea rugby the guys are scoring tries they actually have to leap over Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, they, they've actually got to jump in the in the sea. Basically, haven't they? Why not? Say, isn't it? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, Steve. You'd be better off burying me, you know, like at the side. <laughs> in I'm, sand. I'm saying, where's Parky gone? I don't know, but his head's over there. <laughs> <laughs> in other words. Uh, but I mean, this is this is why I, I love doing this show as well because we get to hear about all these little snippets and things that are going on. And I've always thought that you know this should be about bringing people together and showing yes. that ultimately there's not that much difference between wherever you're playing your rugby league. It's it's just it's involving more people. Yeah, and I'm if I went to um, back home to to Beverly Rugby and sat down with you know. Um, Scott Taylor, obviously, he's a he's a professional guy from the Mighty Black and Whites, and then spoke to the other the other the other committee staff from from Beverly. They'll be as passionate as we are down here, mm-hmm. and I think that's what people need to realise is that we're not just doing it just for giggles and just trying to pick numbers out of, out of the sky. We're actually doing it because we enjoy the game down here. Uh, so 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 again, Neil, let's build this 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 big game that you've got coming up on on Saturday. So Saturday, 31st of July, 2pm kickoff. It's Tarka Storm at home, which is South Martin Rugby Club against Timbridge Trojans. It's the final game of the Southwest League. Devon Cup up for grabs as well. And then it's the end of season awards as well. So that's going to get absolutely merrily drunk. It's free entry. No membership required. It's a good car park. Get on down. Sun, sea, probably sangria afterwards as well. I like it. I like it. Uh, so yeah, so if you're in that area, if you're down there on your holidays at the moment, yeah, go and look so. it up. You'd be made totally welcome. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you'd see some fantastic rugby league as well. And I'm pretty sure if we win, you'll see a streaker as well. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not bring you in, nothing will. I'm not going to ask who the streaker might be. But... <laughs> I, want well, know, I want to know, will it be jam or cream first? <laughs> it's always going to be the Devon way. The Devon way. <laughs> Uh, Neil, it's always an absolute pleasure uh, with you joining us. Uh, I hope you can stick around for a little bit because it'd be good to get your views maybe as we go through some of the results and what have you from uh, from last week. Um, So, uh, Steve, where are we going to start? Shall we start National Conference League? I believe uh, you've got a lot of these results. Uh, The National Conference League, let's uh, get through to... uh, uh, Or do you want to start with the Northwest Men's? Uh, I certainly can. Yeah, let's start with the Northwest Men's League. We'll, 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 we're having a, a, a variation. I like it. <laughs> right, uh, Northwest Men's Premier Division. Uh, we've got Ashton Burrs, 30, Asia Matthams, 16, uh, Oral St. James, 58, Alton Sims Cross, uh, 12, West Bank Burrs, 56, Blackbrook, 22, 
What a cracking result that is. I mean, you know, I I know that West Bank Burns, they do have that potential to score a lot of points, but it's rare that Blackbrook are on the end of such a such a heavy result, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I know know they've had a bit of up and down season, but that's, uh, you know, that's a a few tries put past them there. Then it's Chevington Sharks. Uh, They came out winners 24 points to 19 against Wigan St. Cuspets. Then... I think when we were on last week, uh, a game that was played was Alton Farmworth uh, 36 and they beat Tatooine Crusaders 22. So that's a good win for Alton. Real good result, that. Yeah, and we were wondering how that one would go, weren't we? Uh, I think I said to you after we stopped recording, I bet that's a cracking game to go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, moving into Division 1, our friends from Dalton uh, took on Erz Finch and came out winners 22 points to 16. Uh, Great win for Dalton, that. Uh, And the other thing is... Ernst Finch, and do you remember us saying that they're usually slow starters, but it started yeah. great this season, just tailing off a little bit at the moment. So it'll be a close game, obviously only six points in it, but uh, Dalton doing very well there. I think it was the third defeat on the bounce as well for Hurst Finch, like that, so yeah. it just shows. But what I want to know as well, because we had Dalton on the show a few weeks ago, they were telling us that they've got a lovely zoo on the doorstep. Yeah. So I want to know if Hurst Finch actually decided to have a bit of an outing either afterwards or before it and visiting the zoo. Yeah, I see the giraffe. We were talking about the giraffe, weren't we? <laughs> uh, we were. Then we got uh, Hindley uh, against Berry Broncos. They come out victors 34 points to 14. They're old and St. Anne's, still in Division 1, 46. Charlie Panthers, 10. That's a good win because Charlie Panthers are a, a, a stable side and, and really, really, uh, it's old and St. Anne's doing really well there. Then we uh, move down to, uh, th- this was one we were talking pre- before we came on the uh, Latchford Albion, 76, Haydock, 12. Uh, that's a, a huge surprise, that one. I mean, because Haydock, I mean, I know they're not been having a, a, a as successful as it as they have been, but uh, that's that's a lot of points. Uh, I'm just wondering what what team they must have had out there. Yeah, I also wonder that. Mm. I mean, but we we have said before, haven't we, that Latchford Albion have at times when they've been running hot, they've been able to put points on anybody. True, yeah. Um, and I know certainly knowing the two coaching staff there, uh, they promote uh, an open uh, and fast game of rugby anyway. And, and certainly last weekend we had the weather for it, didn't we? We certainly did. It's that that, that paid off a, a good style. Moving down into Division Two. We've got Lee Miners Rangers A46, Foley Lane 16. Uh, Pilks Rex, uh, St. Helens, uh, uh, a game here. Pilks Rex A against Bowl Miners. And it was Pilks Rex A12, Bowl Miners 22. Great uh, win for Bowl, Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certainly they're uh, against the, uh, away against the Rex. Then we've got the West Orton Lions 36, Caddis Head Rhinos 24. And then uh, Wigan St. Pat's A. Six, uh, Thatterweath uh, Crusaders B, 48. Now, that is a big one. That is, yeah, they've definitely got bragging rights locally there, haven't they now? So mm, they have. Then we're moving into Division 3. And we got, uh, I think, just one result from there. We've got Crossfields yeah. A, 18. Wigan Bulldogs, 18. And Couldn't get much closer than that, could you, really? <laughs> I think that's about the third week on the trot. We've managed to get a draw, which is, uh, I wouldn't say a rare thing, but the uh, to, to get them, you know, sort of uh, on the bounce like that is, 
is unbelievable. Well, you certainly couldn't have a draw in Super League, could oh, you? No. Or, or could you? In fact, there has been, hasn't there? I think yeah, there was. There wasn't. You, you were just about pointed out to me, Neil. Yeah, it was. Um, wasn't. I'm sure it was. A, it was other guys. Hull FC. Did they not get a draw? Um, like round four or something. Like that? Yeah, right at the very beginning. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. I think you're right because they ended up going to like extra time, and then scores were still level, weren't they? Yeah, it was almost like extra time. Ah, that's it. We've had enough. Was it a draw? <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's move on to. Uh, Division four. Uh, whoops. Technology, don't you love it? Right. Uh... I can pick up a couple of results from here, to be honest. Yeah, no problem, mate. We've got Burtonwood Bridge 40, Newton Storm 14. That was the game you was at, wasn't it? So tell us a little bit more about this. I know you alluded to it, you know, that the some of the Newton Storm lads um, seem to be struggling with the, the level of rugby that they're playing this year. Yeah, it was, to, to be fair, it, 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 to me, and this is not being disrespectful to the lads, uh, the, the enthusiasm wasn't there, which I'd seen them have, uh, you know, sort of previously. Uh, I know they've had, you know, some some really close uh, results over the, uh, the the last few uh, few weeks. Now, whether that's taken it out of them, because uh, obviously before uh, sort of lockdown, uh, you know, sort of certainly the years before, uh, or a couple of years before, uh, they've been quite successful after the the restart. They've done uh, they've done quite well. So whether that has, has took it out of them, I'm not sure. Uh, but from the game point of view, uh, Burtonwood Bridge, uh, yeah, tidy side, played some good stuff. I mean, no disrespect to Newton. Uh, there was a couple of moves that if they'd have stuck, uh, you know, it could have been a, a different score. I'm not saying they would have won, yeah. but it certainly could have been a lot closer. Uh, and it's, it's it's one of those things. Morale is it, it, it's unbelievable. A couple of tries uh, and, and you're back in the game. It can be a whole different complex to a game. Uh, but to uh, give Burtonwood Bridge the, the duty were really, really good. Uh, um, there was one guy, the, the second row, uh, and, and it's sods lot. I always get these uh, tricky names, so I apologise to you now, Christian. Uh, Christian Salvilla uh, Tag- Taguauna, I think his name was. But uh, yeah, I think he's been on Witnesses books oh, as, a, as a junior. Yeah, I think he was in the academy at Witness. Well, uh, can I tell you, he. he, he yeah, he's got it because uh, everything went through him. Uh, he was a stocky uh, uh, chap, uh, second row, quite pacey as well. And it was a warm, you know, like I said last week, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I, didn't, I wouldn't want to play rugby at the weekend. Uh, it wasn't as hot as it had been during the week, but it was still, you know, from a rugby point of view, it was still hot. Uh, and he had some, a couple of cracking spells, uh, took a lot to take him down. Uh, his offload was immense. Uh, amount of times he got the ball out, uh, which led to Burton Wood tries. Uh, and it's a real, real diamond there. Uh, they've got a real player, uh, and they're certainly a team to watch. And uh, I, I know this next week uh, they've got another another derby match on, because I think they're playing Clot Face A. If I'm not wrong. Oh, I tell you what, that's going to be a battle, isn't that it? That will one. Be a battle, uh, yeah. We've got Goulburn Parkside 22, Higginshaw 14. Another good result there for Parkside. Oh. Um, Higginshaw have been doing pretty well in that division. And then Langworthy Reds 40, Wigan St. Jude's 8 22. Into Division 5, North and West, Higginshaw 8 10, Liverpool Lions 64. Another huge win for the Lions. Yeah. They're having a really good season, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're on fire. As I, as I said to them, uh, I, I tweeted to them, I said, You're on fire at the moment, and uh, they certainly are. 
Another side that's doing uh, particularly well, they've had a, a real positive impact this season. Preston and South River Rabbitohs, they defeated Liverpool St. Helens 62 points to 22. And we saw Wigan Springview A28, Blackpool Stanley 40. So good to see Blackpool Stanley picking up a victory there. In Division 5 South and East, Ashton Burrs A30, Salford City Roosters A32. Couldn't get much closer than that, could you really? That also sounds like a cracker. But get this for the result. This for me is the Northwest men's result of the week. Bolton Mets 34, Waterhead Warriors A24. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that's the bottom club defeating the From top players, of the table. referees, and competitions. To club. There's always one chap what's coming and butting. Go on, carry on, Parker. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, because, I mean, we've we've spoken on this show, haven't we, about sometimes Bolton Mets do get some scores put against them. It's similar to how Neil was talking exactly. about that side. I was going to bring that up before. You're right, you're right. Uh, um, and they've they've turned up. Mm-hmm. They've come up with an outstanding performance to defeat the top of the table side, Waterhead Warriors, a twenty-four points to thirty-four. And um, I was fear. I have to admit, and I, I don't mind saying this on a. I was fearing a little bit for Bolton Mets, to be honest, because you looked at Waterhead, and in seven games they scored more than three hundred points. So I was like thinking, how are they gonna? How are they gonna cope? Um, well, I tell you what, they've made me eat my words, and long may it continue. That's 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 brilliant, Dan. You know, down to the lads and the, and the coaching staff. Saying to probably you know pre-game and half time, saying, "Don't look at don't look at the, the the league table. Just go out there and guys and have fun and play your game." And then to to get that massive score against you know the league leaders, that's going to carry on. Hopefully, the, you know the momentum for for the game this weekend, yeah. and that's just that's just that's what you want to see. It was funny battles. Yeah, it's because when you were talking uh, before about, about the the team down your end, uh, you know, and he said that the lads turn up and they enjoy. It. I, straight in my mind, and I knew Parky was thinking exactly the same. It's Bolton Mets. It's Bolton Mets, and I, they they were in the it, uh, a couple of seasons ago. They were in the, the same division as Newton Storm, uh, and I remember them coming down and they put Newton put a big score on again. But the lads were afterwards having a beer and everything, and there was no despondency. It was yeah, no problem, and. You know, they, they win a couple, but just by the odd try here and there in that respect. But the last couple of seasons, and certainly since they come back, they've, uh, you know, they, don't get me wrong, they've had some games where they've had scores put against them. And like Park, he said, uh, you know, the writing was on the wall for this one to a certain degree, but yeah, hats off to him massively. Superb result, superb result. So we're uh, moving on to the Barrow and District League. Barrow Island 26, Dalton 12. From the Eastern Rugby League Division, St Albans Centurions 12, Brentford Eels 34. The West of England League saw Somerset Vikings 24, Worcester Jaguars 0. And... And University of Gloucestershire Old Boys, 24, all golds, 8 nil. Now, I do wonder when we get the 24 nils, whether that's a game that's actually gone through <laughs> or whether it's been called off. But I, I'm happy to give those scores out. So, you know, for, to me, that those are a couple of good results there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't they call them the Castleford results? 
I've told you before, don't go that way. Don't go that way. Otherwise, I'll just start picking on your St. Helens side. You, they're probably still sobering up from Wembley. That's why they've not played any games since. Oh, we're taking, we're taking on the mighty all next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the Southern Conference League, North Hearts Crusaders 54, Hemelstags 10, Bedford Tigers 38, Hammersmith Hills Hoists 10, and the London and South East League Premier Division, Brixton Bulls 54, Medway Dragons 10, London Chargers A12, Elmbridge Eagles 24. Um, shall, shall I touch on the Yorkshire Men's League results as well? Mm, yeah, well, I've got them like in front of me. You like these. I know you, you love some of the names in here. Like I, I do, I do. I, I like these, you know, because there's just so many different clubs and I'm like thinking, where's that? You know, and I like to think that over the last few years, I've done quite a number of trips into Yorkshire, but there's still half of these clubs that I've never been to. So I, I love mentioning them, to be fair. So it all started off last Friday night, Division 5 North, Burstall Victoria 17, East Leeds 4. Then moving over to Saturday, the Premier Division saw Cut Sight Raiders 7, Bentley 14. We've already talked about Bentley a number of times this season and, and they won the competition a couple of years ago. I had the pleasure of commentating on one of their games in the Challenge Cup against, uh, I think it was against the RAF actually. And um, <laughs> they're in all kinds of close encounters this year. I think they've drawn something like three games already this season of Bentley. So if you want a close game, You've got to go watching Bentley for me. I think with the the and that's another close result, isn't it? Seven points to fourteen, they won. Uh, New Easwick All Blacks they defeated Nottingham Outlaws by forty six points to six. While Queensbury, they had the better of Brighouse Rangers by twenty points to eighteen. In Division One, Bramley Buffaloes eighteen, Charleston Rovers twenty four. Get this for a result. We spoke a few weeks ago to the guy over at Westgate Common. Uh, you know, Ryan Chalkley, the mm. lad that I went on tour with, yeah. and they, they were really hoping to get themselves on the front foot and possibly even go the season unbeaten. That is way out of the window now. They came up against Fryston Warriors at the weekend. It was 16 all heading into the last 10 minutes. Fryston scored two late tries to win 30 points to 16. Outstanding result. And it sounds like it was a cracking game, that one. Uh, Division two, Ghoul Vikings nil, Lindley St. Joseph's 32. And I, I've done a bit of research here, Steve, because yeah. I thought Lindley St. Joseph's, who are they? I remember I remember sort of like St. Joseph's, uh, St. Joseph's team played at Fartown. Yes, that place over at Huddersfield is still going. It's all overgrown now. Uh, I once had the pleasure of filming from the Brambles on the opposite side of the field. Um, but <laughs> uh, And it's Lindley St. Joseph's who still play there. So what about that for really? history? That's history in the making. They actually played at a far town wow. every single week. That's brilliant, isn't it? I remember seeing St. Helens beat Keithley there in a, a, a Challenge Cup semi-final. I think it was something like 6-2 or 5-2 or something like that. So it was unbelievable, and it, and it was it was full as well. It was full, yeah, very, very yeah. much like Oddsall in that respect, and like, like a bowl type uh, shape uh, uh, ground. It, it was held a lot. Mm. It, it had a massive tall terrace, didn't it, yeah. on one side? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the side which I filmed off, which yeah. is now full of brambles, you know. But that that was eighteen years ago. God knows what it's going to be like now. To be fair. Um, Osset Trinity Tigers forty four, Farnley Falcons eighteen, Division three. Elland 4, Hunslet Club Parkside 48. I think that was one that you picked out last week, saying that you was wondering whether Elland could come up with the goods, but yeah. unfortunately, Hunslet Club Parkside had just the better of them there. Mm. Uh, West Bowling Academy 36, Greetland All-Rounders 16, 
Division 4, Dodworth minus 40, Garforth Tigers 22, Kipax and Swillington minus, up the minus, 18, mm-hmm. Newsom Panthers 48, Lock Lane 18, Normanton Knights 16. That's a bit of a local derby there and bragging rights going down the way of Lock Lane. Division 5 North, Stanley Rangers 46, Shawcross Sharks nil. Milford 48, Westgate Common A32. That was a high scorer, wasn't it? Mm. Fryston Warriors A34, Eastmore Dragons 14. Division 5 East, Scarborough Pirates. They got a mention last week, didn't they, as we were talking right, about yeah. the uh, the event happening at Bridlington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarborough Pirates 24, Cottingham Tigers 30. Real close run thing there. Division 5 West, Brighouse Rangers A14, King Cross Park Academy 24, and Wyke A31, Keithley Albion A10. Division 5 South, Dern Valley Bulldogs 62, Hemsworth Dragons 18. And then from the Merritt League, so you were right, we were, te- we were talking to Harrogate Fire Ants. They had a game coming up against Farnley Falcons A-side. They only went and got the win. They smashed it as they well, did, 56 points yeah. to 16. So well done mm. to the Harrogate Fire Ants. Other results in that uh, Merritt League, Skipton Knights 40, Leeds Ackies 14, Wibsey Warriors 10, Bramley Buffaloes A18, and New Earswick All Blacks A36, Bentley A16. Oh, that's your results from the uh, Yorkshire Men's League and, and, and everywhere else. Uh, we already got Neil to name check the, the score that happened in the South Southwest League. So, uh, you know, I think we're up to date as far as those results go, which means that we can look at the National Conference League. Right, so we've got... Uh... Uh, firstly, up on uh, League C was Wollstone Rovers 18, Crossfields 28. Good away win there for Crossfields. Got uh, a report on that one, by the way, but I'll do it after you've done okay, mate, all no the problem. other... Uh, then we've got Waterhead Warriors 18, Rochdale Mayfield 24. Again, another good away win there. Uh, Wigan St. Jude's in uh, League B. Uh, they take on or they took on Pilch Rex uh, and... Uh, Unfortunately, uh, for Wigan St. Jude's, uh, they went down 16 points to 44. Good win for Pilkrex away from home. Uh, in League D, we've got Ulton Raiders, nil at Hunslet Club Park side 50. That is absolute A to, to score 50 and B to, to keep them to, to nil away from home. That is spectacular. Well done, guys. Uh, League E, we've got Batley Boys, 6, uh, Dewsbury Celtic, 52. And then uh, one of the ones I think we were looking at, uh, Normanton Knights 30, Eastmore Dragons nil again. Yeah, I thought that would be close to that. Mm, uh, so, you know, great result that for the Knights. Let's uh, get back uh, to where we were before. Sod's Law again. Technical hitch, as they say. So we were up on to Normanton Knights. Yeah, and then we got Mighton Warriors took on Hull Dockers. And this was a close one. Mighton Warriors 22, Old Dockers 24. That's uh, a good, good away win again there. Uh, moving down into, or moving to League A, we've got Barrow Island 16, Kells 35. Good result that for Kells, because Barrow Island have made a real good start to, the, you know, life in that yeah. league. Yeah, yeah. Then we, uh, uh, League B, we've got uh, Lee Miners, uh, Rangers 34, Wigging St. Pat's 28. That's a good win for Lee Miners. A superb result. Superb yeah. result for Lee Miners, Rangers. That. Because Wigging St. Pat's have been on fire, haven't they? Absolutely. They have, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they went into extra time. We're talking about the draws. They went into extra time or an extra time draw the other week, didn't they, against, uh, against Atto? Yeah. 
Uh, and then a game that was played last Friday was York Acorn against Lock Lane. And uh, York Acorn came out victors. This is in League F. And it was 16, York Acorn 16, Lock Lane 13. Uh, and one other one was Saddleworth Rangers 26, Oldham St. Hans 12. Uh, let me just check, see if that's... Uh, Oh, there was some more on that Friday as well. Tell the light. It was Jews-Marones nil, Siddle 50. That's a, another good win there for... Uh, Big result. Yeah, Big result, huge. that one. Uh, and we've got Thornhill Trojans uh, 26, Drillington 18. And then we had East Leeds 26, Stanningley 30. That, that was one that we were featuring as well. That's a good win there for Stanningley. Uh, that was in League D, uh, and I think that completes uh, the the fixtures from the Northwest Men's. Uh, so, sorry, from the uh, NCL. Yeah, and uh, we got sent a report as well from Wollstone Rovers. So Wollstone Rovers 18, Crossfields 28. And Crossfields gained revenge for an opening day loss with a deserved win in the National Conference League at Monk Sports Club on Saturday afternoon. Rovers opened the scoring in the fifth minute and after forcing a dropout, the ball was collected by scrum half Ryan Brown, who ran forward, creating a gap and found winger Callum Harnett Smy, who rounded the fullback to score wide out on the right. But Crossfields, they replied seven minutes later when fullback Luke Walker linked into the line to score from close range, wide out on the right. Standoff Brad Stanway added the conversion. Just before the midway point of the half, Crossfields ran the ball on the last tackle and scrum half John Whittaker's inside ball put Walker through a gap to score out wide on the right. Stanway converted, but Rowe was hit back when a kick to the corner on the last tackle by Theo Holt was collected superbly by winger Carlton Bates and he passed inside for centre Dan Griffiths to score on the left. Seven minutes before the break, the visitors made pressure on the Rovers line tell when Stanway took the ball and sold a dummy and he stepped through the gap to score out on the left. He converted his own try before Rovers had loose forward Harry Files Simbin for use of the knees in the tackle Ooh. and the soap got to half-time with an 18 points to eight advantage. Rovers got themselves back in the contest 15 minutes into the second half when a lovely long ball from centre Kira Moore found Harnett Smy out wide and he twisted in the tackle to shrug off his opposite number and squeeze over in the right corner. But then, 10 minutes later, Crossfields had hooker Kellen Wood Simbind for a headbutt, but the penalty was awarded to his side. And from that, substitute Elliot Liku powered over on the left from close range. Despite still being a man down, Crossfield looked to have made sure of the win. When Whitaker scooted over from dummy half to score beneath the post, Stanway converted before Rovers scored a late consolation try when a long ball from Brown on the last tackle found Bates in acres of space and he scored in the left corner. Fullback Aaron Barber added the touchline conversion and that made the final score 28 points to 18 to Crossfields. Uh, just one thing from that as well, and thanks to, uh, you know, Wollstone Rovers for sending that report through. Uh, I, I've got to say, it's nice to, for me to be reading out the name Elliot Liku because uh, I've known him for quite a long time. Uh, he was playing in Leeds Academy once upon a time a few years ago. So, and I know that he stepped away from rugby league. So great to see his name back on a team sheet and back on a score sheet as well. And obviously making an impression. Uh, I know he's in the, uh, education game now so I'm sure he'll be looking and hoping that he can get selection maybe sometime down the line to uh, you know the, uh, the the schools you know on the teacher side that the has which really takes its players from right up and down the length and breadth of the country so uh, well done to Elliot there yeah I totally agree uh, it's great to hear uh, 
Shall I run through the uh, the some fixtures for us? So yeah. I've got the I've got the uh, Yorkshire Men's League fixtures in front of me, mm. and it starts with the Merrick League on Friday, Benley A against Ulton Raiders. Saturday, Harrogate Fire Ants have another home fixture against Dern Valley Bulldogs A side. New Earswick All Blacks A take on Bramley Buffaloes A, and Leeds Ackies are at home to Allerton Bywater. I love that. In fact, I think one of our previous guests comes from Allerton. So I wonder whether he'll be on the on the touchline or whether he'll be over at East Leeds. Mm. Probably over at East Leeds, knowing he's links with that club, to be fair. <laughs> uh, from the Premier Division, Friday sees Siddle Academy against Brighouse Rangers. Saturday sees Cutsight Raiders against Nottingham Outlaws. Bentley take on East Hull. Nottingham Outlaws against Cutsight Raiders. I'm sure I've put that on twice. And Queensbury <laughs> against New Earswick All Blacks. Sometimes they just appear on the page in doubles. So maybe, maybe they're having a double header, similar to what Neil was talking about. <laughs> that is quite possible, isn't it? with the amount of uh, fixtures that we've seen uh, go down the Swanee because of COVID, for example. Uh, Division 1, Ovenden against Keithley Albion, Charleston Rovers against King Cross Park, Wyke against Bramley Buffaloes. Division 2, Hull Wyke against Farnley Falcons, Ghoul Vikings at home to York, Acorn, Lindley St. Joseph's against Doncaster Tollbar. So if you fancy a trip to Fartown, that's the fixture to go and watch. Uh, unfortunately, Osset Trinity Tigers against Skirler is off. Wakefield Warriors and Almondbury Spartans has also gone the same way. Division three, three fixtures in this division. Wibsey Warriors against Greetland All-Rounders. Odsel Sedberg against uh, Heweth. And Stanning Lee take on Hunslet Club Parkside. Ooh, that sounds like it's got to be a tasty one right from the start, just with those two clubs. Uh, obviously, we've got friends over at Stanning Lee, haven't we? And uh, I know a few people over at Hunslet Club Parkside as well. So there'll be no love lost at the weekend, that's for sure. Uh, Friday in Division 4, sees Dewsbury Moore against Normanton Knights and Kippox and Swillington Miners against Lock Lane. Saturday sees Dodworth Miners against Brotherton Bulldogs. Garforth Tigers against the Cook Burton Cougars, a clash of the big cats there. And Newsom Panthers take on Crigleston All Blacks. Uh, I like these next round of fixtures from Division 5 North, um, which is Westgate Common A against Fryston Warriors A. Eastmore Dragons take on Featherstone Liars. Featherstone Liars? Featherstone Lions, I'm sure that they're not liars. I'm sure they're all very good people involved down there and not liars at all. So apologies for my little little slip up there. Mm -hmm. Seacroft Sharks, take on Shawcross Sharks. You could easily get mixed up there, couldn't you, between those two, you know. So Sharks have to win. Surely a Shark have to win in that one. And Stanley Rangers take on Burstall Victoria. Um, There are other fixtures from Division 5 East, West, and south but unfortunately i ran out of time ahead of preparation for the show and i know that we're running a little bit short on time now aren't we steve we are we're catching up on that. just one thing i wanted to uh sort of mention uh which we got through with regards to refereeing mm. uh which was something that that came up uh on the twitter feed as, as we're looking through and it was a statement that came through from uh, uh, David Dowd, who's the league secretary for the Northwest Counties 13s to 15s leagues. Uh, and uh, to be honest, it's something we've touched on in, in our other programmes before. Uh, and I'm just going to read you part of this uh, uh, sort of statement that he, he put out. He says, I find it highly unfortunate and at the same time extremely annoying that I have to write to you all this evening on the subject of referees and the disturbing escalation of the abuse that officials are facing from the sidelines at matches across our leagues. Referees are an integral part of the fabric of rugby league 
and matches in our leagues cannot officially go ahead without one. Yet some teams and clubs seem to think it's perfectly fine to allow coaches, volunteers and, and spectators to verbally abuse officials before, during and after games. I've heard sickening reports of officials being harassed after games, even going as far as being tracked and messaged on social media by parents and or spectators who think it's acceptable to continue the abuse uh, an official to abuse an official when the match has long since finished. Let me make this perfectly clear for everyone. Abuse is still abuse, no matter who the victim is. It's no secret, no secret that the NWC, along with other regional leagues, have struggled for referees' numbers in recent years. Sadly, the numbers only seem to decrease as people become highly disillusioned with the ridiculous treatment they receive at matches and turn their backs on the game as the mental damage they suffer becomes a problem in their everyday life. Just because a person dons a kiss and has a whistle does not make abuse acceptable. Never has and never will. At this time, the 13 to 15 leagues have been left with no alternative than to enforce a full-scale zero tolerance on any instances of referee abuse that comes into the league via the disciplinary secretary. It seems that with it, it seems that with some teams, the fact that their club is a financial uh, financial penalty for referee abuse bears no significance to them as it does not come out of their pocket. The same can also be said for players who also think it's acceptable to constantly abuse referees for doing their role. If that is the case, then the league will now look to impose a points deduction to any team standing as well as the standard financial penalties given by the RFL's community sentencing guidelines. Uh, that still goes on quite lengthy on that as well, and it's it's absolutely spot on. Uh, you know, right at the end, he says, "Abuse is abuse. Enough is enough." Uh, I'm following on from this. Uh, Ian Smith, uh, the obviously uh, retired referee, uh, he he put on a reply to one of the the follow up comments, and he just basically said, "We seem to accept that players of all ages uh, and standard of rugby league they play." Uh, will make mistakes and coaches will try to improve them. Yet, we don't afford that same parameters to the referees. That's totally hypocritical. And unfortunately, we will end up with no refs and then coaches will have to rest the games. Uh, it's something we touched on a, a while ago. I think I mentioned uh, in the past we had um, Denton Arnold on, uh, uh, who's got two... He's obviously in the uh, referees, uh, but he's got two sons who were uh, both uh, well up in their game. And he was on about when they were starting out. And he got to watch his son referee a game, much as a, similar, a lot of the parents go to watch their children play the actual game. And he said his son was taking some abuse. And he just turned around and said, if I turn around and called your son because he dropped a ball and made a forward pass, he said, you'd be angry at me, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd come over and, and basically, you know, Try to have a go at me for for want of a better phrase. He said, "So, um, you know, I, I'd like you, you know, just to uh, you know, not to speak to my son like the way you're doing." I mean, and that's the thing that you got to realise. Certainly, uh, uh, with the young young ones who are coming up and uh, and trying to learn the game, uh, if they've done things wrong, if you think they've done things wrong, then go through the proper channels and report it. Don't be giving anybody. Abuse. That's that's totally wrong. Because same as I say, if somebody was to come round and have a go your your child for doing a forward pass or knock on or having a bad game, you wouldn't be pleased about that, would you? So it's it, 
the whole thing is totally bang out of order. Uh, at the end of the day, everybody wants to play the game. And I know people want to win, but if, if you lose, you've got to lose with dignity. And if yeah. when you win, you've got to win with dignity as well. Uh, yeah, and that's the, one of the major important things. And that, that and when I read that, I must admit, I, yeah, I was really, really disappointed. I really disappointed. I, I'm more angry, to be mm. honest. You know, because how we're in this position, we're we're coming out of a lockdown, we're coming out of a, you know a, a horrible period of our our history, if you like, our recent history, and you know, it would just discourage anybody from picking up a whistle and, and going out in that field. I, I did the referees course before the start of this season uh, and I sat it and it was done in a similar sort of format, Zoom meeting. There was probably, what, about 40 or 50 other people that were in that Zoom meeting, all with perhaps, you know, different thoughts and ambitions of where it would go. And I think it's bank out of order. It's made me really angry, that, to be honest. And I, whoever that was, however that has gone about, that is completely out of order. And I agree with what you were saying. You wouldn't you wouldn't dream of saying it to a little a little kid who who was doing the best at a game and they made a few mistakes. So why is it acceptable to throw that sort of abuse at a referee? It's not acceptable. And if it does take you know clubs being kicked out of the league, never mind that. Then for me that has to happen because we need to perfect we need to protect our match officials. And as they're coming through and as they're making waves in the game, they are going to make mistakes. The human, the only way that you learn is from the errors and you, you analyze your game. This is why I think as well, to, to come back to that earlier point from, from, from Neil before, um, when we've had referees coming to, to the East, I've actually gone to him and sort of like said, would you like a copy of the video that I'm going to take of this game so that you can have a look at it yourself? And a lot of referees, they're, they're really happy with that, mm. you know, and they'll, they'll give me like their email addresses and I will forward them a copy of the, a copy of the video, um, you know, and we should be congratulating these people for picking up a whistle. It's, it's, it's easy for a player because you're loved, you're loved by somebody, aren't you? Mm. As a referee, it appears sometimes you're not loved by anybody. I mean, from a from a Devon point of view, yeah. uh, to give a referee abuse, you just can't do it down here because there's, we've got such a lack of referees that if you give one abuse, that's an that's a game potentially cancelled for next week because yeah. that referee will not will, will not allocate himself. Mm-hmm. So to do it up, up up back home, it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. You just it's like, like you've always said, we all make mistakes. Nobody's human. We haven't got the pleasures of having potentially touch judges or having the video referee. So why are we trying to abuse the person in the middle? Because in the day we all played rugby, we all want to see the game. I don't understand why you would go to the extreme, even stalking them on, on social media, giving the abuse that way. That's just you can't do it because, like we say, the referee won't won't won't, won't itself like allocated. Another game gets cancelled. Another game gets cancelled. And then it's just a domino effect, isn't it? You're just going to start losing more officials. It's just, you can't do that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there was a big thing about 18 months ago, wasn't there? Be kind. And everybody seems to have forgotten that. Yeah. 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 I, I must admit, with, with this show, one of the things we, we've done as well, it's not just uh, sort of look at the game and, and the players, etc. Et we've actually, uh, Parky's uh, got us in touch with uh, various referee societies and they've come on and been more than willing to come out and chat and, yeah. and, and give us an insight. In fact, it, it, it was it was our parky. I think uh, ended up going on the, the referees course, and one of our our, our other colleagues who's with us on one of the other shows, uh, he, he went on in as well, uh, and he said 
you know, you you view it from a totally different perspective, uh, and you 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 know what you understand the, the game better. In fact, it got to that point where I was actually sat at the game uh, with, with Graham, who had done the course as well, uh, and it was the week after he finished the kit, and he turned around and he said, "I just watched this lines man. He'll do this with his flag, and he means such and such." Ah, I didn't have got a clue that what that meant. So we picked up all these different things which go on, which I'm sure lots of other people within that, you know, sort of audience, uh, you know, crowd wouldn't understand. And one of the things I remember when we had uh, Denton Arnold on at the time, because he was with us, if I remember, Park, he, he, he was promoting, uh, it was just just before lockdown and he was promoting mm. uh, a thing that they were trying to do where uh, people could come and do the course. Uh, so it would allow them to then uh, referee their junior games. You know, so if you were a coach, if you were a volunteer, you could come down and do this short course so you would understand the rules of the game and, and know how to, 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 to referee to a certain standard so you could, uh, you know, make sure that, that the you know the younger generation all had a, you know, a, a referee because they are few and far between. And I was saying to him, I said, do you know what? It should be like uh, when you, 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 you're driving and your car gets flashed. And they say you can either uh, get X amount of penalty points on your license, or if you go on this awareness course, you know you don't get it. So, so if you get somebody who's abusing the referee, whether it be a spectator, whether it be a player, whatever, uh, they should then be okay. For enough, we're going to find you. But if you go on this referee's course, perhaps it will give you a, a better understanding of what it's like to be a referee. Then you might not give them, you know you might not do what you've done again uh, and it was just something we threw about unfortunately covid obviously it we jumped in but something like that were if you got them to then learn how to do it and then referee a game uh you know maybe a, a short five side game between in two teams who they don't know so they would be the man who had no friends as parky politely said uh then let's see see how how they would like it and get on and do it. It would be it would be very interesting, I must admit. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking as well from from your point of view. I mean, your point of view, Neil. You must also be thinking. Well, we've also got to attract referees mm-hmm. so that we've got a wider pool of of uh, match officials in our part of the world. Yeah. Um, so we've got we've got the Southwest Midlands Referee Society, which is run by Mike. Sm- I always get his surname, Mike Smale. You had him on the show. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, we came on. Fantastic bloke. And I, I, I remember speaking to him one because we, unfortunately, we don't, we don't have a referee allocated for our first game. And looking enough, the opposition to, uh, Trojans, their coach was a referee. Yes, he said he was unfit, but to get the game on, I said to the lads as well in the changing room, he said, look, don't give the referee abuse. Because if you get the referee abuse, one, he's a coach for the opposition. Two, without him, we wouldn't be sat. We, we all be stood here waiting for the game to kick off. And actually, he's doing us all a favour. And I spoke to Mike, and he said, well, "You know, anything you can do to help? Do you know anybody locally that might be able to help?" He went, "I can't help you, mate, because I'm driving down right now to referee Devon Sharks game. <laughs> driving down all you know from yeah. down the M. Uh, sorry, down the M5, M6. And then he said he's going to drive back again for a game the next day." So that, that, that just proves that referees are committed as well to drive God knows how many hundred of miles and stay in a Devon hotel with no Wi-Fi, because that's what he said as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it just proves a point that they want to help as well. Yeah. And if we can't recruit referees, especially down this way, we're just going to be up a creek mm-hmm. without a puddle. And then to give them abuse, I just they're doing us a favour. And I think we have to realise that they're all doing us a favour. They're all spending their time on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday, what time it is we kick off, to officiate the game. Mm-hmm. And without them, I can't run around for 80 minutes. I can't run around for 10 minutes because I'm so unfit. But I don't understand why people think it's, it's, it's acceptable. It's not. Yeah, you're right. They're definitely not acceptable. But uh, I hope that the 13s to 15s can get that stamped out to be yeah. fair because um we, we definitely need to move forward and we need everybody going in the same direction quite often in rugby league we end up pulling against each other and we should all be pushing in the same way yeah i, I totally agree uh in one of the reasons when, when i saw i thought we've got we've got to mention that on the show it's, it's got to get out there and some people i'm sure will say ah but uh this referee did this and that, that. Well, yes we'll, we'll all get something wrong but if you want to complain you go through the right channels uh, and certainly mm. by giving referees a, a, a abuse, you know, sort of verbally, and certainly online, uh, now nah, uh, it, it's just just bang out of order, bang out of order. Uh, just one other story to bring you, and it's something that actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you mentioned before, Neil, about the World Cup, and potentially we're not quite sure hundred percent what's going on with that yet. Uh, with the big news last week about uh, New Zealand and Australia no longer wanting to take part, but there has been uh, the small grant scheme which has been ongoing. This has been really good for a lot of clubs, uh, giving them valuable valuable funds uh, to allocate to, to various projects that they've got going on. And a couple of weeks ago, there was a great big long list that came out. So, for example, in the northeast, Pontyland High School in Northumberland got £900 towards equipment to introduce rugby league into the school's extracurricular activity. In Cumbria, Millham have got £11,000 towards drainage improvements to enable year-round use of the ground. In Lancashire and Cheshire, Birchwood Community High School in Warrington got £2,500 towards kit and equipment to create two girls and two boys teams between the ages of under 14 and under 16. Garswood Stags got £2,500 towards pitch relocation and equipment to support the launch to start a new Masters team and an under 7 section. Lancaster University Rugby League got £400 towards equipment to help grow the university game via TAG Rugby League. Preston North End Community and Education Trust got £2,000 towards playing equipment to help develop rugby league in the city. Rainford High School in St Helens, they got £1,700 towards kit and equipment for a girls' rugby league programme. Meanwhile, St Gregory's Catholic High School in Warrington, they got £3,200 to support extracurricular rugby league activity, including pupils with special educational needs. St Peter's Catholic Primary School in Warrington, they got £250 towards the equipment to deliver after-school rugby league sessions, while Shevington Sharks of Wigan, they got £2,600 towards kit and equipment to help grow participation in girls' touch and tag programmes. Uh, Springview of Wigan, they got £2,300 towards kit and equipment to support the development of the club's junior and open-age teams. Meanwhile, Swinton Lions Community Sports Foundation, they got £2,700 towards equipment to help deliver the Josie Kenga Rugby League Diversity Programme. And Wigan St. Patrick's, they've been awarded £10,000 towards the installation and upgrade of floodlighting. And this will allow teams to train during low daylight months instead of hiring facilities outside of the club at a high cost. 
Wigan Warriors Community Foundation, they've got £16,000 towards establishing a new wheelchair rugby league programme in the area. And looking at the London and South East region, Brighton and Hove Albion rugby league, Brighton and Hove Albion, I've, I've put chuck, chucked a football club in there. Brighton and Hove <laughs> rugby league, they've got £3,900 towards kit and equipment to launch the new rugby league club in Sussex. Bromley Bengals Junior Rugby League Club, they've got £3,600 towards equipment to develop, a rugby league, to develop a rugby league offer at under 12s, 14s, 16s and 18s level. Meanwhile, in Victor Panthers, Near Maidstone, they've got £4,100 towards kit and equipment to grow the game at their new long-term home. Uh, Midlands, De Montford University in Leicester, they've got £1,900 towards kit and equipment to create a new nines team and introduce students to tag rugby league. Meanwhile, Leamington Royals, they've got £3,000 towards kit and equipment to develop rugby league at under 12s and 15s levels. Telford Raiders have got £6,300 towards kit and equipment to create new junior teams in Telford, Shrewsbury and Wolverhampton. In the southwest, the Association of Colleges Sport, based in South Somerset, they've been awarded £3,600 towards equipment to help deliver TAG Leaders Programme in up to 15 colleges in England. Swindon St George Wheelchair Rugby League, they've been awarded £8,900 to reform the club's wheelchair section and generate new learning disability rugby league activity. And in Yorkshire, Ackworth Jaguars of Wakefield, they've been awarded £1,400 towards the help to rebuild the club and offer new playing opportunities. Brighouse Rangers Colts have been uh, awarded £3,700 towards kit and equipment to strengthen and increase the number of junior teams while the club Doncaster Foundation has got £10,000 towards the creation of new training and playing area for their college teams, plus equipment to generate new activity. Cottingham Tigers, East Riding of Yorkshire, £16,500 towards the club's floodlight project, which will allow more training during the winter evenings. Eagles Foundation at Sheffield, they've been awarded almost £1,700 towards equipment to help the Eagles Partnership set up a new wheelchair rugby league club to support demand for the game amongst adults and juniors. That's great to hear. Onslet Warriors, they've been awarded £19,000 towards the club's Volunteer It Yourself project. And this is aimed at transforming the club's old physio room into a kitchen and serving area for refreshments and to convert disused space into a new physio room and female changing room. Seacroft Sports and Social Club of Leeds, £10,200 towards creating an attractive social space for families and children to enjoy before, during and after matches. Wakefield Trinity Community Trust, £14,100 towards wheelchairs and equipment to help set up a new wheelchair rugby league team in the area. And uh, York Acorn, They've been awarded £20,000 towards the refurbishment of the club's changing rooms, shower facilities and the boiler room. And Yorkshire Junior and Youth Amateur Rugby League, they've got £12,000 towards the delivery of a Cubs programme via their clubs for children all under the age of six, with the aim of providing a fun and welcoming environment to Rugby League. Tell you what, that just shows how good our sport is from a community point of view. And for me, there's not always enough made of the efforts that you know go into to make that i mean there's going to be a hell of a lot of rugby league activity created because of those extra funds coming into the sport yeah absolutely huge uh, and, and the good thing to hear is that how many of those uh, uh or how much of those funds are going to uh, to wheelchair set up wheelchair teams as well uh i mean the diversity within the sport it's uh, it's, it's unbelievable 
Uh, oh, it's, it's definitely to be mm. applauded, isn't it? You know, yeah. and we, we are making some huge strides, but somehow we, we always seem to get embroiled in things that happen further wide, don't we? And this is why we exist as well, to give that to give that mention and, you know, give clubs a, a chance to talk about themselves. Yeah, very much so. I mean, wheelchair rugby, wheelchair rugby, whatever code it is, is absolutely fantastic to watch and play. I've had, I've had the pleasure of playing wheelchair rugby and I did think it was that brutal when I first watched it and then I played it and I'll, oh, it's at, it's brutal, but it's fantastic. Hmm. And for those, you know, myself as well, I've, I've got a disability. And, but to be able to play a form of rugby, yeah. be it PDRL or physical disability or um, learning disability and wheelchair, why not? And it's great to say, it's great to see expanding, especially in the World Cup as well. There'll be, from my point of view, there'll be, you know, potentially veterans sat at home, you know, potentially with amputations or having problems and they can see it on telly and go, right, it's on telly, it's getting a big publicity, let's find a local club then. And if not, like I did, create my own rugby, create my own wheelchair rugby club. And that's what it's about. It's just getting that, the ability of somebody at any age or any variety of bodily skills to play the game of rugby. Why not? And how you've described it as well, Neil, is why this World Cup needs to go ahead. Yeah, for the whole yeah. sport. Yeah, I mean, Jason, um, Jason Tamalolo, didn't he today um, from Cowboy said, "I'm still going to represent Tonga, regardless of what the NRL saying and the NZRL." And I think that's what it is. I think the, the, I don't think the players were, were given their point of views across. Mm. And for the guys to say that, especially you know that man of the stature, say, "I'm still going to play for Tonga mm. in the World Cup." That's great. I mean. It wasn't even the quiz ago. I was saying to someone else, we're going to get tickets. And a lot of the guys said, let's go watch Australia. Let's go and watch these teams and, and, and the Kiwis. And, and, and in a selfish kind of way, I'm glad we didn't spend that, that money just yet. Because I'll be gutted to know I spent that amount of money on two teams that potentially selfishly don't want to join when they can send the union teams and the Olympic sides out. So, yeah, I don't want to get stuck in that debate, but it's got to go ahead, isn't it? It's got to. Yeah. Well, well, I, I said last night on our, on our sister show, from from my point of view, uh, looking at it positively, uh, it probably makes it a, a better World Cup from a spectacle point of view. Because who would you who would you back to win it now? I mean, you just mentioned Tonga there, um, Tonga against England in the last World Cup. I mean, England just just got past them. Uh, I'm sure they they must be rubbing their hands and thinking, do you know what? We've got a chance here. You've got Samoa, you've got Fiji. I mean, oh. do you know what I mean? They're both, they're all, they're all tidy sides. And then I'm sure the the, the sort of the smaller sides, like your Jamaicas, etc. Uh, although they may not uh, make it there, but they may think, well, hang on, we've got a better, a good chance of a, a, a semi or something like that. It, you know, sort of really push the sport on in, in our parts of the world. Uh, I, I I've got to look at the positives in this if they're not going to be the, the, I mean, the, the, this could at, be a, a, a better uh, sort of uh, 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 tournament in the sense where we know, what's more boring really than uh, you know you know who's going to win to a certain degree to a certain degree. I mean that's why Parky doesn't like Super League. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it just opens it up even more so now. I think so. I mean, from, from our point of view, we've got um, Fijian lads from the Marine base and Navy mm-hmm. base just literally down the road. And 
the Fijian boys are fantastic and they are so great with the ball. But obviously then to see the Fijian sevens doing what they did in the Olympics. That's right, yeah. I think it's, it's massively positive and especially, like you say, Tonga, Fiji, Samoa. I, I've, I honestly, I mean, not I'm trying to be biased, but I do think Fiji and Tonga mm. can do it in the World mm. Cup because they've got nothing to lose now, have they? No. Especially when you, you, you hear about Australia and New Zealand dropping out. It's going to be, I think it'd be brilliant. And deep down, I kind of, I want to see, say, Fiji or Tonga in the finals against, say, proudly speaking, England. Yeah. And I, I, it'd be great. I think it'd be brilliant. So I think having Australia and New Zealand in, yes, they bring the crowds in because they are the big stars. Mm. They are the superstars. But sit down as well, get them out of the way. Let's see the homeboys play. Let's see these other clubs play. Let's see players we've never even heard of before. And then, see, and then hopefully they get picked up by, you know, say by a Super League club or a championship side. Let's bring him into the limelight and say, look, guys, these players are fantastic. Like um, the new winger for Hull, um, I forget his name, but he's, he's actually Army. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was playing Union, wasn't he, for the Army yeah. side? And you know, he looks Marlborough. a fantastic prospect. Yeah. He plays, he plays for Marlborough, which is down near Salisbury. And then to be picked up to play for Hull FC, like. Um, um, Russell and Largo did that's right yeah it's, it's, it's great to see that we've got to branch out and we've got to get all these players in because there's some fantastic players all over this country all over the world we just don't know where they are who they are yet and given the World Cup limelight they'll be fantastically yeah. picked up I, I agree I agree I think we've still got plenty to look forward to haven't we mm. Neil we could chat all night in fact, I think we have done, to be fair, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, the wife's living going, it's in your bedtime, sunshine. Uh, yeah, it's nearly my bedtime. I've had anything else, but it's been been really, really good. Thank you ever so much for coming on and talking all about Southwest Rugby League. Storm. Best of luck for the weekend. Thank you very much. And uh, we will catch up very soon, you know, possibly ahead of next season, and we'll see how many teams make it to the starting line next year. Yeah. Love to. Tell you what, Steve, what a show. Another blinder, another uh, absolute blinder. Uh, but it's it's this community game. There's so much to talk about. And like we say, time and time again, uh, it stretches from one uh, sort of end of the country to the other. Uh, and then uh, from east to west, uh, north to south, all over. Let's do it all again next week, shall we? No problem at all. From players, referees and competitions to clubs and playing fields, we talk about the lot on the 13 Pro-Am Community Rugby League Show.